Is it on? So is it working? Okay, yeah. So you please also tell me sometimes uh, you, I don't know how we, we, we pick up the sound from the back. So if, I, if you think I am not loud enough or if you don't understand, you please tell me and then we can adjust the sound system. But I think now it's, it seems to be okay, no? Good. So if, if my voice is getting down a little bit and then I fall asleep, you know, you just tell me to, 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 to put up this volume. So first thing I want to say is that I am very happy to be here and I think you will also appreciate, you are already appreciating and then also some of you have already been sitting here for uh, quite a while. So I think it's a very uh, unique uh, place and also a very unique uh, time in our life just to be quiet with the nature and not too much instructions. And then just uh, enjoying this time and also trying to see how we can develop, how we can develop our understanding, how we can develop uh, the meditation. All has to do with, uh, with the possibility to listen and then to be with ourselves. So we have methods, we have techniques, but the main deal is to come back then and then to see for ourselves what is talked about and then to which extent it is making sense to us. Also, what we are thinking, what we are reflecting, to which extent it is practical. Huh? So all of these things, we are, all of us, we are doing, we, we, we are doing that. Hmm? We will be doing that. We are doing that. So uh, Now, uh, this morning, like uh, we are a little bit late. So uh, instead of starting yesterday evening, since uh, everybody weren't, was not arrived, then we are starting now. So I am also very happy to, to have Shaila Catherine with us. Huh? Now she's sitting there and then like what we will do is we will alternate the talks. So we decided that just the first one, I will give the introduction and then like that we will alter alternate. So tonight, because we are live, to tonight Shaila is going to, to give us a talk. So now I will just uh, give the general instructions, and if you have questions, then you are most welcome to ask. Also during the first week, just to have uh, more guidance, then we will have talks, just uh, casual talks like every day uh, for the first week. After that, most of the time, uh, I don't know who will see. Huh? After the next week, we will see how we will manage it. So I don't know to, to which extent you remember what was the description of this retreat. Huh? So like it is announced in the newspaper or in the, news, in, in the newsletter somewhere. So the, the title that uh, we had uh, written there was shifting gears huh? and then i will just read the, the 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 what was written on the on the paper so shifting gears how and when to change meditation methods different methods can require different modes of paying attention this course will show the proper place for these modes within a single structure system, namely the Buddha's gradual training. 
which is in fact the most overarching framework he gave for meditation practice. The talks will point out that the gradual training is, is actually a naturally occurring process in those who progresses. It will detail why in this stressful high velocity world the steps of this system need to be made explicit. Yogis will learn to identify and train themselves in each steps, a particular mode of being mindful. So I think, the, the, I think it is pretty clear what we are trying to, what we will try to convey is that we have steps of meditation, step of mindfulness, and then we have to be very clear okay, now at which level am I or which type of meditation shall I be practicing. So this introduction, this structure that we are proposing now actually came uh, uh, from a long discussion that I had with one of my friends, uh, now he is in Myanmar, but uh, that monk, he is a monk, uh, he has been a monk for more than four decades or something like that, and then I first met him in, in Sri Lanka, his name is Uwanasara, he doesn't want to be a teacher, but he is a really good friend, so whenever, from time to time, we meet each other and then we just spend time discussing about the Dhamma, so since I was uh, to be involved into teaching in the West, then we, we, we try to figure out how to present, not something new, but how to present s something more adapted to this world, like uh, the way often or sometimes meditation is introduced is just with the, this crash course of intensive practice. Huh? So uh, it is so intensive that uh, there, is a, there is a problem. There is sometimes there is a gap with the worldly, uh, the worldly life, huh? the, the life in the world, and then the, the, inten the, the, the quality of that we get in, in, into a retreat. Huh? So there is a gap with the normal life and then the retreat atmosphere. So w which type of meditation we can uh, uh, put up or oh, in the Buddhist teaching, oh, sh such a gap should be uh, filled. Because of course, like if we look at the history and also the development of, uh, of uh, the world, we see that the societies have been changing a lot, very fast. And also, if we compare with uh, the, the, the way that it was taught, like this is coming from India, uh, so the way it was taught uh, more than two millennium ago in this society, and now how we are practicing, it's almost, it could almost be impossible to adapt it. But the point is that uh, we can uh, use what we have from these teachings and then to see, okay, what is, uh, what, which terms or which explanation could actually be practical, could actually be something that is making sense uh, in our uh, situation. And also the gradual training is, uh, is uh, like it's mostly about monastics, so we are very glad to have monastics also within uh, our retreat. Mm? But... Uh, uh, but actually, it, it is for all of us. Huh?
like also after after we came to to this type of, of scheme, like my friend with the discussions I had with my friend, then recently I read a book a book on psychology, and then the the study was uh, in relation to the difficulties that that normal people will have when they learn the Buddhist meditation or after they have come into the retreat. So here I have a few points that uh, may be uh, re relevant, but actually these points are going to be uh, handled in our uh, presentation. So of course he makes the, the, he makes the difference with the East and the West. Huh? So the culture there, actually the, there was not so much of a gap. Like if, we are, if you are in Asia, you see that uh, uh, religion is part of daily life. Whereas here, uh, there is a little bit more of a difference of values. Of course, the difference with the daily life and the retreat, this is what he is pointing out, how to adjust these things, because very often there is a kind of uh, casp, chasp, and, and this is not very pleasant. So the questions also that uh, he, he, he is having, like uh, uh, as a yogi, as a meditation practitioner, was, shall we focus on developing concentration? So what which type of orientation, which type of practice shall we do, like only concentration, or shall we just develop the concentration? Also, which object of mindfulness to attend? Also, we have all kinds of objects for the meditation. So, which types of objects shall we attend when? So, this was one of his questions. And also one question for him is how and when to practice the four Brahma Uyara. That means like the practice of loving kindness or compassion or sympathetic joy uh, and equanimity. When shall we practice these uh, four sublime uh, type of meditation? Also one of his points here in relation to retreats in general is that doubts they are not dealt with adequately. So I don't know about myself, but if you have doubts, then we can discuss. And then it is very important that if you don't understand what is being said or if what you are, what you are doing in your practice, that uh, doubts should be clarified. You know? And then Shaila and I will make the best uh, to, you know, to, to, to explain or to give any kind of clarification. Also, one of the reproach that he was giving is that the, that the teaching that he encountered was not systematic. That means uh, uh, what he, he came about is just piecemeal uh, piece type of information. You get one information, and then you get another practice, and so it's not so systematic. So here, we are using a system, uh, and that system has been preserved and also uh, structure uh, for a long, long time. So here I had written something about uh, like why and things like this. So the gradual training, it can be a monastic thing, but also it doesn't matter. Huh? The gradual training frame, the frame, is used simply as a structure 
as a system. Out of it can be extracted whatever value, evaluation, principle, model that one would like. It can also be related to any type of being in this world. The monastic setup are just there for a reference, so to get some ideas of how to practice, or more adequate, when to practice what. We can also glimpse at history and see how such a traditional structure came to be constructed and relied on as a model for more than 2,000 years. So you can question, you can dismiss, and then also you can improve. So, uh, like how to introduce this topic? Huh? Uh, my friend and I came to that conclusion, that, you know, the gradual training will be a good structure. So, uh, he told me, well, at the beginning, just tell them why. Why they should practice the gradual training. So, he has written, my friend has written a, a few reasons why you should or why we should practice the gradual training. I will also explain a few points of my, you know, of my opinions to say why we should practice the gradual training. And also for yourself, uh, you, can, you can try to figure out why, why this gradual training. So, here, like this is my friend. Huh? And uh, uh, he speaks about nature. So he says that all the natural systems tend to wind down. Stars are born and die. Weather systems start and dissipate. Empires rise and fall. Our bodies start the long slide down within only a couple of decades. Spiritual systems are natural systems. So then he proceeds to say that about the history of ancient India. And, uh, and then uh, he, he is quoting that the, the one of the monks, Mahakasapa, uh, it was like uh, after the Buddha passed away. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, actually, when the Buddha was there, then one close disciple of the Buddha asked the Buddha, uh, why were there more fully enlightened monks and few monks rules before? And now, fewer enlightened ones and more rules. Like in the sense that uh, at the beginning, people came to the Buddha, and then they were very gifted, and they, were, they, they realized uh, the teaching very fast. So at that time, you didn't need to, there was no need to have so much rules. Huh? And then people were seemed to progress very fast. But as the years, uh, passed on, then you had more people coming there and then be becoming monastics and all of that. And then the rules came to be much more uh, wide. That there, there, there was a, a much more uh, a spectrum of rules that uh, uh, monastics had to follow. But at the beginning, it was not so much. So this is a type of. Uh, uh, so the Buddha, the Buddha replies to that question: Is that 
That's, that's just the way it is, Kasapa. When the teaching of a Buddha becomes popular and widespread, so that means when the teaching starts to be widespread, then people come from everywhere, and then some people don't have uh, the, the, the necessary background, so they, they need a more structural thing, uh, like with the uh, very more, more precise uh, rules of disciplines. So this is just a, a natural law. And then also, if we are to look like ourselves, we met many teachers for decades, like in Sri Lanka and also in Myanmar. And then all of those teachers, like uh, we, I will not go and and uh, you know give the names, huh? but uh, uh, most of the teachers said that uh, at the beginning, when they started to teaching, te teach themselves, or also when they were uh, learners, that means about 50 years ago. And when meditation start to be taught by famous masters, then uh, it, the, the, the teaching was very simple. And then also, apparently, people could attain very fast. Huh? And then the, 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 the recent teachers, like in Sri Lanka and also in Myanmar, they say, no, now it is very different. So people need, need more time and also they need more detail, they need more support. And uh, also sometimes like... Uh, the, the, like the food, the quality of the food. Some people say that uh, the, the, the food also, uh, the quality of it declines. And so uh, we have uh, the, what is available for the nutriment also uh, go down. So this is about, this is also the same principle of, uh, of uh, the natural system just go down. So this is just a natural law. Also, like if uh, we look at the system, like I will take the, the, the park the park system in which I was trained, and also we trained together with this with this friend. So at the beginning we arrived there, and then it was very casual. We we were just with the teacher, the park side, and there were three of us. Every day we were we, we will be meeting with him, and then uh, it was very fast. And every day we will have something new, and it was very kind of simple. But uh, he was still. This is about 20 years ago, still he was telling us that before uh, some of the instructions or the guidance that he had given maybe five years previous to that was much more simple. Huh? But then with us, he started to just to give a little bit more huh, of, a, of a meditation uh, uh, methods. Huh? And uh, uh, also he was very flexible. That means we were three people meeting with him and then all of us, all the three of us, were having a different types of instructions. It was not a general thing. So it is individual. And then we have to see, we have to go with our own speed. So this is very important. So when it becomes very generalized, then the method is like this, and then you do like this, and then that's all. Everybody has to do the same thing. But for here, in, uh, in, uh, in our retreat, we'll try to see everybody one by one, and then also to see what you need, what you like to do, and uh, uh, things like this. So in the, in the old days, it was a bit more like that. So we see, like with the park shadow, then later on, after we were there, uh, then a few years later on, then he, he started to be kind of famous, and then there were more people coming there, and then also uh, more people also means that some people were not 
ready for that. So then he started to give and to add more and more exercises. So now if you like the official uh, training at the park monastery will take uh, maybe two years to, to complete, whereas uh, before it could take six months or it could take also some people, I mean, it's just that, uh, that specific uh, structure or that, sp that specific uh, course, specific type of teaching in the park system. So uh, at the beginning it would take some people who would just say, you know, they would have finished the course in one month or something like this. So we see that uh, through the years, then it needs to be more elaborated. So the conclusion here, that the uh, tentative conclusion that he is giving is the need in a super speedy world where even poor villagers in Myanmar are getting lost, like he is just uh, for himself, he is just there in, in Burma, no? So uh, where even poor villagers in, uh, villagers in Myanmar are getting lost in cyberspace through smartphone addiction is for a more sensible introduction to meditation. So the crash course approach, trying to get right into vipassana right off the bat on striving straight for jhana in samatha on day one, worked when mostly ripe yogis were arriving. We must humbly admit that we are slow learners and some days of the gradual training at the start is an almost painful, obvious therapy. The Buddha taught the gradual training when so many were ripe, so how much more do we need it now when this techno-hedonistic world does not want you to renounce? So this is his point of view. And he, like he, he has been a monk, and he, he was a good person also before, like a, a kind of very intelligent person before he was uh, uh, ordained. Huh? But uh, still, when he thinks about the West, huh? he, he has been living in, in the East for that guy he, for, for, for more than, than 40 years. So when he thinks about the West, he says, well, the big problem in the West is that uh, they don't have, uh, the, they don't understand also the importance of renunciation. We have to let go of these values. We are just so conditioned with uh, wanting all our pleasure to, to be the way we like it. And then the aspect of renunciation, which is fundamental in Buddhism, is deeply missing in our approach in this modern society. So this is, this is the point that somehow he is also trying to point, point to us. So also, like uh, to have the structure, we also made some charts that maybe will be useful to you or not. I don't know, but uh, you you will have access to them, huh? so so that you know which structure we are talking about and also which type of uh, levels uh, you can r relate your meditation to. So uh, you will have one one set of uh, of sheets, 
And it's all about the gradual training. Maybe someone, maybe someone can help you distribute them. So within the gradual training, we have put up uh, four basics, basic steps. Huh? And then the first one is governing, the, like this is on the page number one. Huh? You will see that uh, we put uh, four blocks. And the first one is governing the sense faculties. The second one is about mindfulness and clear comprehension. The third one is about tranquility meditation. And the fourth one, in uh, insight meditation. So, uh, as for our schedule, uh, what we, we will suggest to you to do is that uh, the first two days, that means today and tomorrow, we will just be practicing guarding the senses. So you just arrive, I mean some of you have been here, but still, uh, how to distinguish with these steps of mindfulness is very important because when we are in our daily life, if we just if we think that mindfulness is just when we are deeply absorbed in a, in a, you know in meditation and things like this, we are missing something. So that's why uh, to have the steps clearly uh, understood will be very useful because we can always go back to step one. And I must mention also, one of the difficulties is actually that, and I found to be in that same problem, and also I found so many people who came into the same difficulty. That means you go into intensive practice, and especially those who are encouraging very deep uh, aspects of concentration, and then you develop very strong concentration. And then you go back to your home, or you go in the, you start to live in the city and then you start to walk around and then or to talk to people and then you are completely lost it is possible and then then you don't have an anchor that tells you it's not a problem at all now you just shift gears that means like shifting gears actually refers to just a vehicle huh? so when you are in a, when we are in a, in a very rough road we just go with the first speed when the road is a little bit more comfortable, second speed. 
second, uh, second gear. Huh? And then when we are on the highway, you just go on the fourth gear, and then it's not a problem. But if you just know, if you know only to, to use your car or your vehicle uh, with the fourth gear, then there will be a problem. So it's the same thing with in intensive practice. Not only we, we need to use the full potential of our mind, of our uh, human qualities, but also we have to know what to do, when, and then also how to adjust. And all the time the practice is going to be right. So that's why we are starting for the first days on uh, guarding the senses. Hmm? You have to be very patient and also just accept the fact that uh, now you are here. And then what does it mean to guard the senses? It can be very interesting. It can be very interesting. And then for tomorrow we'll start like evening time. Uh, we will explain about mindfulness, what can be meant by mindfulness, mindfulness and clear comprehension, the second step. And then after that, the, the, the practice of Samatha, after three days, huh? two days, today, tomorrow, guarding the senses. After tomorrow, clear comprehension. And then after that, we will have three days of practicing metta. So metta will be our introduction to the tranquility meditation. And then after the practice of metta, that means uh, about six, uh, after six days, then individu individually you, we, we, we will meet you and then we'll see what you're interested to continue with or to develop. Hmm? So it will be more personal. But this is the structure of this week, is the, the first uh, two days on guarding the senses and then clear comprehension and then three days of metta. After that, individual instructions are going to be given. In the first, uh, the first page, we also have like the mnemonic. What, what, the, the, what the the term, which term will refer to the title, like governing the sense faculties, the mnemonic or the the the, the word that uh, uh, summarizes. The meaning of it is guarding. And then you see, you will see, like, we will not go in the detail, and then you will have, uh, I mean, f this is all you will have for the coming days. So if you are, yeah, I think I'm sure that you, you will have plenty of time just to look at these sheets and then also to ask questions about what it means. But for the first day, like uh, today, maybe the first sheet could be, the first three sheets should be considered. The other one will be explained uh, somehow later. So we have the first page is about uh, the, we have the four main modes of mindfulness with a very uh, basic description. Then the second page, it is the distance from the object. Ah, okay. Yes, yes, very good. Yes, of course, it's important. No, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> so if you have any mistake in your pages, then you just say, huh? <laughs> so the, f the page two is uh, dis the distance from the object. Actually, the distance from the object is uh, it's not a psychological distance, 
but it's still, it's the way you are looking at what should be observed. Oh? And uh, here we, 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 we showed some differences. That means the mind is observing. So for example, in governing the sense faculty, then the mind has a just uh, very general mindfulness and also uh, it is a choiceless awareness. That means you don't decide uh, to, to look particularly very closely to one sense door. So you have all the senses and whatever is coming up as an interaction with the world, you are aware of that and, and then you are also aware that the mind does not get lost into interpreting and then also uh, get lost with all kinds of uh, unskillful state of mind. So we have the five senses, very general. Huh? You don't need to be very aware of uh, all the, the, the feelings and uh, or specific meditation object. No, you are just having a general uh, mindfulness and then you don't choose which objects you are uh, observing. But still, the objects have to be clear, like you are looking and then you see, okay, now this is a visual object and then this is a sense door. You don't need to identify very pinpoint, uh, with pinpoint awareness, but you just need to be there and then to, to see that there is a general interaction with, uh, with the senses. More explanations are going to be given uh, uh, on this topic uh, this evening by Shaila. So, uh, Huh? 4 At 4 p.m., yes. So this is about uh, governing the senses. But also we will see as we uh, go on with the, the, the different, uh, uh, with the different type of mindfulness, we will see how much the different, how much, uh, how much the distance is changing from the different steps of mindfulness. So here again, we have four steps of mindfulness. Governing the sense, and then clear comprehension, and then samatha, and then the vipassana. So you can have some kind of uh, idea of what it means. Like gov governing, governing the senses, then you are very far away. You, don't, you are not so close to the object of attention. And then mindfulness and clear comprehension, a little bit closer. And then also with samatha, then you, you become unified and then you, you, your mind is really close to the object. Whereas in vipassana, uh, the mind is close to the object, but just enough to, uh, to, 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 to have the possibility of analyzing a little bit. So it's not completely absorbed in it, but uh, close enough to be able to understand its uh, dynamic. On the page three, then, like, uh, this is also uh, based on the text. Huh? So now we are taking a text that has been written mostly for monastic and also a text for, for, for the monasteries. So we, here we have, on page three, we have the proposed locals, locals, locals for the gradual training in the Buddha's time. And uh, you, if you like to look at the text themselves, then you take the books and, and, and you will see that. So we have three locals, like the monastery study section, and then B, a secluded quieter section of the same monastery, and then C, uh, close to nature, like or in the forest or something like this. So we see that uh, when 
people who are coming to be a monastic, or, and sometimes also lay people will come to the monastery and then to practice. So they will be like, if, if you have been in Asia, uh, in these uh, monasteries, it's really, f it's really nice. It's, like it's, a it's a community there. So when lay people are arriving there, then they are welcome and then they talk and then they settle down huh? and then they, they ask questions and then they have uh, some kind of gui guidance about, okay, now what you, what you should do here and then the meal is at this time. And so a general uh, structure is given, you know, as a facility just to, just to allow people to, to, to change of environment and then uh, to be uh, grounded also in the practice of uh, morality in regard to the rules. So this is at that time also that the uh, governing of the sense faculty enters into play. Of course, like the practice of sila, vir ethics or, or virtue, involves also a mindfulness and also involves a certain kind of uh, governing, uh, a certain kind of uh, restraint. If we understand, like it's you, you may think that it's just a beginning, a beginner type of practice governing the sense faculty, but actually it can be a really deep uh, uh, basis for our meditation because we understand somehow the interaction of the mind and then we are able to, uh, to guard our mind. So, like, like uh, my friend, he, he wrote a, a scientific uh, principle, and it says that uh, nature abhors a vacuum. Thoughts are waiting to rush into an empty mind. And thus, why it must be guarded? So if you are just aware of the mind without giving it any specific uh, instructions or uh, guidance, then you will see that there is a kind of emptiness. So the mind will have to feel that emptiness and then, uh, and then you, you, the mind will not be guarded. So that's why when we are just here, then you, 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 you are just aware of uh, the 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 mind getting distracted and also the mind feel it filling itself with uh, with these uh, kind of uh, commentaries also like uh, uh, for myself i i will say that uh, before we learn how to meditate properly, we need also to learn how not to meditate well. So when, what do we do? What is happening with our mind when we are not meditating or officially meditating?
also one of the reasons for uh, these uh, gradual steps, for example, governing the sense faculty, is that uh, uh, when you are knowing what is happening to your mind, when you are not uh, uh, focused on, on a specific meditation object, is that uh, you allow yourself to filter uh, bad things. Huh? So then, because of that, then the bad habits they do not get carried further. That means you have the possibility to say, okay, no, no. Like you accept what is happening, but you have a kind of discrimination where you are not uh, uh, allowing these uh, external pollutions to enter in the mind. So I think you get enough information and also uh, plenty of material just to, you know, to see what we are uh, ge getting into. No. So if you have questions now or if you have questions also later, you just please uh, be comfortable to ask anything. Maybe we will just, uh, you know, if you have questions and we can discuss a little bit and then it may be good to take the precepts officially, like some of you, would you like to get the official the, the, the precepts? Like we, during the retreat for one month, then we have to follow the precepts of, uh, of uh, the 10 precepts or the 8 precepts of the 5 precepts, so we can take them together and then that will be it for the rest of the time. So now will be the opportunity. So if you like, we can, once we have dealt with the, the few questions you, you may have, then we can take the precepts together and then we will be okay for the rest of the day. Yes. So with the, um, the sense restraint, one time when I went looking it up, it was given in context of monks being very careful not to focus on anything that would stimulate mass. So since that was not an issue for me, I, I gave myself a free pass to read the newspaper and um, uh, that sort of thing. So. What is it here? Like uh, the question is about the sense restraint. So, is does sense restraint uh, means that uh, we have not to look about this? You see, because this is bad, or, uh, or, or we have to restrain the way the the things we are looking at. Is it? So there is a like if you have your meditation subject, for example, then you don't distract yourself with things that are just uh, uh, distracting, like uh, news magazines that are talking about this and about that, and then things that are just a big distractions by themselves. Huh? There's a number of different definitions for sense restraint that come yes. to mind, and what I've seen, saw, noticed in the scripture was specifically regarding protecting the mind from loss. Yes. And then but you're talking about something that you want us to carry into the daily life too, so I am trying to see what angle you're really focusing on. Does it, does sense restraint mean 
um, being careful about anything that would trigger any greed, hate, delusion? Does it specifically mean um, just be careful when you're looking at the lunch table? Like what? Or when I go home, shouldn't read the newspaper anymore? Like, how, what are we talking about exactly? Like, like it, is, it is not a restraint of your activities. Huh? The sense restraint that, I, that we are dealing with is not uh, in regard to what about the, the specific activities, but about how to protect the mind when it is encountering sounds or when it, it is encountering sense objects. So you just you are just aware of the quality of the mind when there is a, s a sense impact. So you you like you have two types of restraint. That means one restraint is like you go with like a horse. You see, you have some types of things for the horse, so, so that they don't get wild. Blinders. The blinders. So horses are just going like that, so that they are just keeping their mind on their track. Huh? So you have a type of restraint that is like this. You have your meditation subject, and then you just go like that. It can be good, it can be useful, but also we have to learn how to control the mind, how to govern the sense faculties when this is not there. So when the, the, the blinders are not there, that means we cannot control the situation really where we are. So we have bombarded with the senses, the, the sound and then the, 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 the sight and then the touch and then the smell. All, all of these things are coming, us, are coming to us and then we cannot, we cannot escape from that. But what we can escape is the, the fact that they enter your mind and then you get lost into, into lust or hatred or delusion. A simile to that will be uh, like a goalkeeper, like you know some of the games like soccer or hockey. Or so you have a goal, uh, that, that you have a goaler uh, on both sides, and then the, the 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 role of the goaler is just to to be there, and then his job is is to stop the ball or the puck or. Uh, to, 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 to get into the, into the, into the goal. Huh? So all the time is just like this. And tuk, 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 huh? That's all. So with the, the, with the six senses, we are just there. And then we are just aware of the impact, but we don't allow unskillful mental states to poly proliferate inside ourselves. So we have to be very aware in general. Huh? It's just general, not too specific very much general awareness together with the, with the sense contact, you know, choicelessly, like you don't choose to, 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 to be only with the eyes, with, with the form, or only with the sound, but just a general type of uh, choiceless awareness. But sometimes also, you can also do uh, the practice with specific senses, like, okay, now you are looking, so you are looking at something, or you are cleaning something. What is happening in the mind? How do, do you allow skillful or unskillful states of mind when you are looking at something or when you are uh, listening to something? For example, if you are sitting here, then you can just be aware of the sound. So the, the, there is the sound. You don't go too close to the object, but uh, you are aware of the impact that it has on your mind. And then you don't allow that impact to, uh, to, 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 to go further into unskillful states of mind. Yes. Yes, please. Uh, 
like uh, like the idea is that uh, we get inspiration from books we get inspiration from uh, listening to dhamma we get inspiration also from discussing the dhamma so this is very useful huh? this is very useful but also it's up to you like also there is a library there so then i think like we are all we came here all by uh, kind of our own choice so we there unless for the for the for the schedule then it's also very free like you can come to meditate here if you like you can meditate in your hall if you find that you don't have enough of information and you like to read something to get more detail or different ideas then it's really up to you but i would suggest that uh, uh, if you if you are reading something try to not to use the reading just for entertainment. Often you will just pick a book because we are bored and then we, we, just, we just we think that we can learn more and then we are just losing our time. So uh, if, you are, if you have to read, then, then just be careful of why you are doing it. And also you can also be aware of the impact of what is being read. To your practice. So if it is, if you find it helpful, then it it it, it can be it can be done to uh, to a certain amount of uh, uh, to a certain degree. No? Because here it's not we are not in a uh, academic type of things, no. But uh, definitely uh, reading or listening to something can be useful. Also, there is the possibility for those who are interested to listen to the Dhamma talks of various teachers. It's really up to you. Yes. Are you going to talk at all about the practice of wakefulness? Yes, we will talk about that. Yes, but the, the practice of wakefulness will be more like in the, yes, we'll talk about it. We, it, it is classified among these four uh, steps of mindfulness. It will enter a little bit with uh, both, with uh, guarding the senses and then uh, mindfulness and clear comprehension. Like, yes, like uh, wakefulness is just like I just give you a simile for that. Wakefulness is that uh, uh, the watchman. So you have, some, you have some places and then all the night they have to be guarded. So there is somebody who is going with the torch and then he has all, he, his duty is 24 hours. So this is watchfulness, w wakefulness. So all the time you have to be, of course, you have to go to sleep, but still the quality of the mind, the quality of the meditation will make uh, in sort that uh, that mindfulness will be carried all the time. So you are very wakeful. Can I ask a Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yes, please. In this first period of the retreat, will there also be talks, Dharma talks at night at seven o'clock? Like the talks will be, we decided to to try having the talks at four o'clock, so that after the talks we can digest and uh, uh, assimilate what has been said, and then we can continue our meditation up to up to, I mean, during the evening and then at night time we are more uh, rested. Whereas if we have the talk in the late evenings, then you go to bed and then you are just, you don't stop thinking about what has been said and then you with your all kinds of questions. So that's why we are, t- we, will, we will offer the talks at four o'clock. Huh? And then for the first week, we will have a talk every day, like tonight, four o'clock. And then after, from the next week, then it will, uh, it will vary. But uh, you will have at least two talks a week, if, if it depends on uh, what is needed, what you like. To, uh, what you like. Yes, but also like uh, what we like, I, what we try to convey with the charts is that, that there is a, a distance, a difference of distance uh, with the object. That means we are not so close to the body, we are not so close to the senses. We are just relaxed, uh, mm-hmm. so we don't care so much. But we are very aware that the the sense objects don't enter into the mind through the sense doors. Uh, so you don't need to say, no, I don't want this, and then I come back here, and then I protect uh, the body, and then I, I am really close to the senses. This is not so important. Uh? It is just the a... Ge- the middle way. The middle way is that you, you, you just back up, and then you are just aware. Now there is a sense impact, and then I don't allow, like if you, let's say, you, you like uh, chocolates or candies, so you see that, and you, know, you don't allow the greed and all kinds of uh, fantasies to enter your mind when, when you are in contact with the various senses. That means we have to be aware in general what is happening huh? on, the, on the, all the sense uh, impact, on, on the sense uh, uh, stimuli, and also we have to be aware of the mind, not also too close to say, okay, now what is the mind, what is the, not too close to the mind, but just in general, and then to be able at least to differentiate when uh, when fantasies and polification and all kinds of things will will uh, intrude into th- into the mind and then spoil the whole thing. Huh? So it's just you are just guarding like the the golo, you are just guarding the doors, and then you are 
you, you don't allow unskillful mental states to, to get in. And then uh, with the practice, w- we see also that, okay, now uh, I just uh, got uh, all kinds of uh, thinking all time because I allow these types of things to, uh, uh, to enter my mind. Yes, of course. Yes, it is very quick. Yes, 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 yes. It's very quick, but now we don't need to go into the details. Oh, okay, no, this is uh, this is happening like this, and then no need to go to the details. Huh? No need to do too much uh, analysis. We are just aware, huh? and then we are just uh, uh, careful not to not so that the mind doesn't get uh, polluted. The, like the anchors are the six senses, uh-huh. huh? but you don't need to be really anchored in the body as such. It's just general, so you can have a d- uh, general sense of uh, of the body with the five with the five senses and then the mind also. But you don't need to 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 to, to be too close and then to come too much inside the body. It's just you are just you are just aware in general, huh? Because you have some meditation where you just pinpoint the object of uh, of mindfulness. Okay, not the body. I have to be here and then to be there and then and then everything else is will be a distraction. So then it already it is too specific. Already you have become too close to the object. Whereas if we tell uh, you just be aware of the of the all the senses in general, then it's not a problem so much. You don't need. You are not. You don't feel. You may not feel to be forced of looking very much in detail or very specific sense doors. It's just just in general. Uh, and then you see that the mind is not getting intruded. So how is that different from Well, we will see, we will see tomorrow. But also these steps, uh, like uh, when you go to a step further, then the, s- the previous step is already included. Uh, so then we will see that with Sati Sampajanya, Indriya Sangvara, regarding the senses, will also be there. And then also we will see, like in the practice of uh, uh, tranquility meditation, clear mindfulness and clear comprehension will be there. And then obviously, guarding the senses, we have to be mastered or, or very much acquainted. And then also we, with the practice of insight meditation. So they all include I- I- each other when there is a progression. Hmm? But th- the first steps don't need to include the further steps, like uh, g- guarding the senses are not, uh, are not yet uh, within the field of uh, concentration, are not yet in the field of uh, samatha. But, it can, but when you reach that, it, it will be included. Yes. Just one quick question. With contact, Vedna arises. So there's no way yeah. I'm going to be able to ignore the Vedna. Is it okay just to stop right there? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Is it an exercise in mindfulness of Vedna? 
Yes, exactly, exactly. But uh, like uh, if you are looking very closely to contact and also how oh, the feeling is arising out of the contact, already you are very close to the object. So of course, like uh, all of you uh, are practitioners. So I am, ask, I am talking about a, a, a practice for the beginners. Huh? So try to make the difference with, with these steps. Try to t- uh, make a difference with these steps of mindfulness. So uh, in the sense that uh, if you are practicing the vipassana, then you are very close all the time. You are with the contact. Uh, all, all the time you are right there uh, at the at the at the sense door, but really close to the to to the joint to the to the meeting of uh, of the sense object and then the sense base and then the consciousness. So the three is are contact. Uh, so by being with the contact, you are aware of the consciousness, you are aware also of the sense object, and then also you are aware of the sense base, and also with the contact, you are aware of the feeling, and then you are aware of your perceptions, and so you, you, the, the, what you are describing is a too close observation of the phenomena. Huh? So it's fine. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 so you don't worry. Like if you are like you, like a good meditator, if you have practicing, f- if you have practiced for a long time, then it's not a problem. Hmm? As long as you know that now you may be uh, so precise, you may be so sensitive to 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 to, to be at that level already. Huh? But uh, still, the the duty, uh, your duty is just to be aware of the quality of the mind. So you don't need to force. Uh, you don't need to say, okay, now you have to be aware of the contact, this is sensation, this is my perception, and then this is a kusala. And then no need to go too much into the details. If you do it, it's fine. But the duty now we are having is just to protect, uh, to guard our mind. Yes, just to back up. Hmm? <laughs> Shall we take the precepts and then we, we, we finished here? Huh? Like you, you, would you like to, to have the official uh, type of uh, precept uh, taking? Huh? So maybe we, so there are, th- there is a sheet in the back. Can you bring maybe all the sheets? Like in the back there, you have a sheet. So it will be, no, he, he will bring it.
So the traditional way the, to take the precepts, like if you go to a monastery or something like that, then the monk will be reciting the precepts and then you, you repeat after him. So maybe we can do like that, like if you and I. So we can do all, all together also, but maybe we'll just do it like you repeat what I will say and, uh, and then this is written on the, on the sheet there. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Maybe you can, we can also do it like three times, so you, you can repeat it. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato Samma Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Harahato Samma Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranang Gachami Dhammang Saranang Gachami Sanghang Saranang Gachami Sanghang Saranang Saranang Gachami Saranang Saranang Dudiyampi Sanghang Saranang Gachami Dudiyampi Sanghang Saranang Gachami Dudiyampi Buddhang Saranang Gachami Tatiyampi Sanghang Saranang Gachami Now for the precepts, then we will read the Pali and then the, the translations is down there. What is important is that you understand what you are uh, taking as precepts. So you can take the eight precepts and then some of you who have uh, some uh, uh, exceptional uh, uh, difficulty with uh, for observing, for example, uh, eating after night after twelve o'clock. Then you may not need to take uh, the sixth number six precepts. So I will recite it in Pali, and then you can also uh, repeat the first one. Panatipata Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami. Adinadana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Abrakmacharya Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Musavada 
Vedamani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Sura Mireya Maja Pamadatana Vedamani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Vikala Bojana Vedamani Sikha Padang Samadhyami Nacha Gita Vadita Visukadasana Malagandha Vilepana Dharana Mandana Vibhusanatana Vedamani Sikapadang Samadhyami Uchasayana Mahasayana Vedamani Sikapadang Samadhyami So the wish also at the end of the sheet, uh, like through my observance of ethical conduct, this is uh, the disila, may I realize the highest peace. Idang me sinang magapala jnana sa pecheyo otu. So you can also share the merits with the other, uh, with all beings, and then also you can uh, you can decide uh, what type of uh, thing you are you are expecting from uh, uh, practicing the observance. And if you are not expecting or wishing anything, I think it's also okay. So we will end up here, and then we will meet again at uh, four o'clock. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.